Welcome to the AWPT Podcast, a safe space for personal trainers and coaches who want to learn, grow, and feel heard in the fitness industry. Each week, we'll bring you industry-relevant discussions on all things coaching, mindset, and professional development, empowering you with the tools to be a competent and confident coach. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the AWPT podcast. Today, I am joined by Kayla, and it's been a while since it's been just the two of us on the potty, so this is fun. Yes, thank you for having me back. (laughs) Thank you for having me back on my own podcast. (laughs) Well, you're the show now, Tara. (laughs) How have you been? I have been really, really good. I've been just working on a couple of things that have been super exciting behind the scenes and like really, you know, at time of recording, it's second of November. So we're coming into the end of the year and just really getting excited for what's coming up next year and and what's coming up for AWPT and, you know, the things that we're doing in business to restructure and yeah, it's all super exciting and I'm having just a great time. I know. I've got some members coming on as well, which is also exciting. So good. I was even thinking the other day, like, I think this time last year is probably when I started, like, coming on board for AWPT and, like, we started the podcast and stuff. And I have this, like, vivid memory of us recording a live episode like we recorded it for the podcast but we also did a Facebook live and an Instagram live announcing the biomechanics course and we were talking about um like all of the plans for 2023 and it's wild that like we're about to have a very similar conversation but talking about 2024 like how have I blinked and I swear the first half of this year was so slow and then all of a sudden like May hit not even May like June hit and like, sorry, now it's December. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I also got engaged this year as well. So good. That's honestly, there's been so many fun and exciting things happening, like both within AWPT, personal lives, like so much good stuff. And so, yeah, then it's just all going to get carried through into 2024. Yeah, I can't believe it's been a year. Like, I feel like time is speeding up. And it's just getting quicker and quicker. And before you know it, like you're kind of at, you know, I I think this is a really cool lesson because a lot of people will feel like, oh, I'm so far away from my goals. But then like the time passes and you're kind of further along or maybe you haven't, you know, gotten to where you wanted to be just yet. But it's all kind of just coming together as it should be. And it's like, I think... The older I get, the more I kind of realize like, oh, I didn't need to stress so much. Like, you know, I I know who I am. I know who the person I am is now. And like I had to actually go through all the shit and all the like turbulence and all that kind of stuff to actually mold you into the person that you need to be to to be where you want to be as well. And so I think that's a really cool lesson to look at is like, well, actually, if that didn't happen, I might not have learned this lesson. And, and it's difficult when you're in it, but once you're kind of out of it, it's like, oh, I realize now why that happened. Definitely. I was having a few of those conversations yesterday because as 
Kayla knows we've been talking about it off air. Like I'm moving. I know Kayla's talking about moving as well. Like all of this kind of stuff, like moving houses, that is. Um, and I was having dinner last night with my current housemate who like were moving out from each other. And it was just so cool, again, like reminiscing on the last sort of 12 months because she has just been offered a new job and like it was the perfect sort of dream role for her. And it was just so funny because when I first moved in, like at at the end of last year, we were having conversations about like what her sort of dream job would be and how she really wanted to move into like sport advertising and she felt a bit stuck in her current job. And then it's been really cool to sort of like obviously be with her and experience like the slogs of her current job and like this whole sort of process. And then I caught up with her yesterday and she was like, oh, and by the way, yesterday I literally resigned and I've got this new job opportunity and like it's all just happened in the way that she literally said that she wanted it to obviously things got messy in between because that's like life but it really does just sort of like it works out (laughs) it does even if it's not in the way that you kind of think it is like it yeah yeah. because if you I think you know those feelings of stuckness like lean into them because those are the things that are showing you what you actually want and what you actually don't want. So I think a lot of people, what they do is they suppress that and they go, oh, no, I shouldn't feel this way or like, you know, this is how things are. But it's like, well, no, it doesn't actually have to be that way. I can make a choice. And, you know, usually the choice is scary. Usually the choice is difficult. But that's the whole point because when you know, push comes to shove, what decision are you going to make? And this is a really cool leeway into something that I've had some conversations with some clients about recently as well is, you know, making that transition from face-to-face coaching into uh, online fully, like 100% completely online. And what happens is the universe will give you something to test you. And so what happens someone who's wanting to transition from face-to-face to to online, they'll get a new face-to-face client or they have the opportunity to take on a new face-to-face client, which that's easy, right? Like that's easy to take that route and to take, you know, that easy money or whatever it is. The difficult thing is to say, no, I've made this decision that I want to go completely 100% online. Taking this client is not in alignment with what I want long-term, even though it may give me that short-term gratification. Definitely. I think like the universe or just life in general, like gives you the same freaking lesson over and over again. And like, even when you think that you've learned it and integrate it, it's going to give it to you again to like (laughs) make sure, okay, remember that thing that you like learned six months ago or like that decision that you made, like, have you actually learned your lesson? Um, and I think that like that comes up in so many different ways. And I think often that lesson is sort of like, yeah, sort of living in alignment with your values and what you actually want. Um, at least that's been sort of my experience when it's sort of that repeating lesson, it's all about, okay, well, who are you making decisions for? Is it for yourself? Like, is this actually what you want or are you trying to like appease other people? And so then that same lesson will come up in work in terms of that transition to online. Like maybe you know that deep down that's what you really want. Like you know that's going to be beneficial for you, but 
you know, other people are saying, oh, but like it is that easier bit of money or it just generally is like that opportunity for that new in-person client comes up and you're like, well, that's an extra $90 a week. Like, sure, I could do that. Da, 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 da. Or maybe it's, um, you know, living situation, for example, like deep down, you know what the answer is that you want, but you're trying to like appease other people. Um, and so it's sort of testing you over and over again. Okay. Have you actually learned the lesson of when you make decisions out of, you know, an aligned place or based on your values, you will get rewarded for it. Um, mm. And I think that's, yeah, such an ongoing and ever present lesson. <laughs> yeah. And they also come in unexpected ways as well. So be prepared for that. I can't remember who said it. But it's like if you pray for patience, let's just say like, oh, I really want to become a patient person. You know, you don't just get patience. You get an opportunity to practice patience, which is going to come in the form of a situation or a person that is going to teach you how to be patient. And yeah. so like it's answering the calling to yeah. what it is and seeing it for what it is as well. Like it doesn't just, like you don't just get given these things, you know, you get the opportunity to practice the thing that you actually need. Mm, I think that's such a good way of, of looking at it. As you say, it's like, yeah. you don't get given the virtue, you get given the opportunity to practice said virtue. Yeah, exactly. Because why do you need said virtue if you don't have an opportunity to utilize it? Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I love how like sometimes we go into these podcasts like with a plan, like go down a certain tangent and then literally like right off the bat, we're like, woo, throw that out. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to it. But like, I think that's so fun that these sort of organic conversations happen and like, they're so like profound as well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we just go like straight from, yeah, like how's your week been to, yeah, you get an opportunity to practice your virtue. You don't just get given your virtue. <laughs> yeah, so that you can evolve and grow and become like the person you're meant to be in this life. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, no, that's so good and I think is a probably something that everybody can relate to at the moment and even as we were talking about like when we're thinking about you know the types of things that we want to accomplish or do or practice in the new year like having that sort of in the back of your mind of you know these things that we want all these goals that we have like yes of course they can you know and if you're like into that whole thing like it it flows freely to me da, 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 da. but like there are going to be tests and challenges along the way. And so like reminding yourself when you are writing down your goals for the new year, or you are writing down your manifestations or like your vision or whatever it sort of looks like for you, just even having a, a plan or like a stopgap for when those, I suppose, challenges come up or those like intrusive thoughts come up or those limiting beliefs come up sort of knowing how are you going to respond or like having a plan for what to do when those things happen because like they will. 
Yeah. And also I think giving yourself compassion when you maybe don't write, make the right decision straight away mm -hmm. as well. Like you get another opportunity to do it, but each time you learn like a little bit more, a little bit more, like sometimes it's not perfect every single time. It's like, Oh, you know, I've learned my lesson. It's like, Oh, okay. I learned my lesson, but there's a little subtle piece that I could improve on as well. And it's interesting you speak about manifestation because that was the next point I was going to make was, you know, I think that's a whole piece of it is there is this whole thing around manifestation of I ask for what I want and I get what I want. Whereas it's like, no, you actually manifest like certain situations or certain people to allow you to express the thing that you want or um, play out the, the different scenario, the different situation to what has previously been. Yeah, definitely. And I think like when it comes to manifestation and that type of thing, depending on sort of what you believe or what you practice and all of that kind of stuff, as you say, there is this sort of like misconception of manifestation is like making a wish on a candle or a dandelion and like, or on a genie and like your wish is my command from the universe mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, but I think, and like there are times where obviously like coincidentally, like, that does happen. Um, mm. But as you say, like a big part of it is, I think, having a vision or a goal for what you want to manifest. And then not only are things sort of like attracted to you, but you're also attracted to them. Like you're in that mindset of wanting to work towards the things that you want. And so you're going to be in a better position to be able to spot those opportunities like not only are those opportunities going to be attracted to you but you're going to be in a better headspace mm -hmm. a better mindset to be able to like optimize on those opportunities all those people those relationships that you know that kind of stuff that when they do come up yeah a hundred percent like that's totally true what you said about you know you're more aware of like the opportunities as well and I think knowing that okay, the opportunity doesn't come in potentially the way that I expected it to or that I wanted it to or that I manifested it to is realizing that it can come in different situations. And in those cases, like it's not always the way that you expected it to be as well. And so seeing it for what it is, honing your skills on that is a really big part of being able to, you know, recognize, okay, well, this person's testing my patience. I asked for patience. Um, and I think as well that allows you to go into more of that positive headspace in terms of, okay, well, I could say this person is really fucking annoying me and like, you know, they need to be out of my life. It's like, oh no, I'm not just going to get rid of this person. This person is actually testing me because the people that test you the most are actually helping you grow the most. It's the people who are like always just gassing you up or like, you know, it's great. Like it's amazing in some cases and sometimes you need that as well. But also realizing that if you're someone who like pushes away like every single unaligned person, it's like, well, where are you honing your skills to be able to grow? So for an example is like difficult clients is like, oh, this person's so difficult or like this client's so needy. And it's like, well, actually, like, where can we look at ourselves and be able to grow as coaches, grow in being able to recognize that, you know, that person is having a particular experience and that experience doesn't necessarily 
relate to me. For example, if you have a needy client and you actually struggle, you know, you're more of that avoidant type in relationships. It's like, Ooh, like how can I, you know, work on myself to be okay with that person needing me and being okay with attachment. And this is where like, I feel, you know, business comes in holistically with relationships and and other parts of your life as well. And it's really about who you're becoming because, you know, if you can't hold that needy client and you're not going to be able to hold, you know, a, a family member or a relationship or whatever that comes in that needs your support. So you're able to really hone your skills that way in terms of being able to see what's going on for them and be like, oh, this is difficult, but I'm not running away from this. Like I can stay in this and I can build some skills to be able to work with, say you have like another person come into your life that has those characteristics and, you know, there could be an amazing opportunity for you with that person. But it's like that one thing that you're like, oh, I struggle with. Um, And so often, you know, when we butt heads with people, it's like, let's look at like the things in them that we don't like. And like, let's see if we don't like those things in ourselves and be able to bring that awareness to it because that that is your opportunity for growth right there. And a lot of people just kind of like dismiss it, throw it away or um, suppress it as well. Yeah, definitely. I think like the, the key within all of that is sort of your intention and like, how present you are in that kind of situation because obviously like in the example that you used of sort of having an needy client and all of that kind of stuff you know as I say it's like very easy to sort of throw that away but if you have a goal and like you've set a goal from the start of the year or whatever that you you know want to practice patience or you want to be a more patient person having that in the back of your mind allows you to be more present in situations where that, you know, virtue or whatever is being tested. And so then you can have a bit more intention within those relationships of like, okay, I know that this is like a bit of a test for me. How do I actually want to respond to this situation? Like what is my intention behind the way that I'm responding? Um, Because I think if you, know why you are staying in a situation or you like know the lessons that you're wanting to sort of glean from that situation it makes it a little bit easier like it makes it it turns the challenge into sort of an opportunity rather than just a you know a slog that like oh yeah five years from now I'll realize that that was an opportunity kind of thing um actually being present enough in the moment to recognize it I think comes Mm. with knowing partly what you want from the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like it makes you a better person, better coach, better at communicating and, um, you know, really understanding people too. This is a lot of the work that we did in the conscious coach course, which was about like nervous systems and about regulating yourself and being in self and being able to recognize when other people aren't in this, like in self and or self energy is what we call it. And they are, you know, in maybe like a fight, flight, freeze, like attach, collapse sort of phase and knowing the antidotes to apply to that as well is really important because it actually just diffuses the situation. So you could have a client who's, 
you know, maybe upset about something or, you know, they're in a very like fighty kind of state of like, no, nah, you know, I'm not getting the results and da 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 and like self-criticism and all that kind of stuff. You know how to handle that situation, you know, because you've practiced it and you've learned it and you've applied the, the things that are going to be best in that situation as well. Definitely. So I think switching gears, but like not fully, um, cause it's all within that kind of vein. What are some of the things that you are planning on or hoping to work on in the new year, like for 2024, like what's your vision for 2024? Mm, great question. So, um, for me, it's really about stepping into more of a leadership role in the company, because obviously like I have some amazing people that work with me and it's really being able to develop a company culture, I think is really, really important. Like I feel, you know, we've kind of, we've been really great. Like, I mean, I've got the greatest people on board who are so on board for the vision, who are, you know, really committed to the cause and really see like something bigger than just like ourselves in this. And it's really about, you know, moving forward, like refining a lot of the stuff that we've already done. I feel like, you know, I'm still very, very new to this business thing where it's like three years in basically. And so like, I'm learning a lot. And um, a lot of the first couple of years was like, you know, testing things out, seeing what works, uh, launching a lot of things. Um, and I feel like now it's like really in a refinement process because we've pretty much built our business model over the last three years um, with, you know, some really cool core signature offers um, and really building out that kind of like university course essentially like we have we've got the, the the subjects within the course but really creating it into like this one big university subject and also like within that company i i know the better that you know the people that i work with do the better that the company does and you know having that kind of long-term vision of of building um everyone within inside the company um who like are all amazing people and um creating that culture, not even just for the people who work within the company, but also the clients. Also, you know, we're, we're starting an affiliate program, which is going to be like super amazing because we've got so many people who, you know, just promote AWPT for free and we want to reward them and we want to even like bring them into that company culture and build them up. And, you know, my vision is really that the educated coaches, the ones that are investing in themselves, investing in their education are the ones who are being seen on social media, are the ones who are being recognized in the industry as leaders and kind of switching gears, not necessarily away from influencers, but I do want to see more influencers educating themselves, which if we can build up the educated coaches, the influencers are going to be like, oh, where are all my clients going? They're going to the coaches that are upskilling um, rather than just the ones that are being good at marketing because we're building those ones to be good at marketing. And so then they go, oh, like, you know, I can't just sell my eight week program and make heaps of money anymore. Like people want more and people deserve more and women deserve more and women deserve to have better health and not to be like screwing with their health with short-term solutions as well. So that's really like the big vision is like bringing that 
together and bringing that alive because, you know, I can't do it alone. Like, you know, our little company that we have, like as much as we are trying to make more noise, it's like the clients are the ones that are actually going to be making the noise. And, you know, in that regard, everyone wins. And so that's like, you know, society wins, basically women everywhere win because there's not this like competition. It's like, we all need to do better. And so we're sort of raising the standard for coaches and personal trainers and really trying to, um, build up, you know, that vision, that community, um, and making it something that people do want to be a part of because they see that bigger vision for everyone. And they see that, you know, as the whole win, every individual wins as well. So that's really kind of the vision for next year, which I've, I've like spoken behind the scenes, like, but I feel, you know, saying that, um, out loud is just, it feels really good. Yay. No, I, I bloody love that. And I think the, the intention of helping qualified people have more influence and be able to like influence the industry is like such an incredible goal as opposed to like people with influence but no qualification trying to educate the public have educated people have more influence to be able to you know talk to the public yeah essentially it's bridging the gap right so like the the and not saying that there aren't influences that aren't educated either like that's you know not, i'm not saying that at all but it's like bridging that gap between you know the good marketers the ones that are working on their marketing you know maybe not so much on their education whereas like the educated ones you know we need to work a little bit more on their influence and on um their ability to market so it's like kind of bridging that gap where it's like okay, where's this like, not happy medium, but like, where's this beautiful union and synergy of like, as everyone kind of steps up a little bit, then the whole industry steps up, you know, women are able to get better healthcare, but uh, get better, uh, like care and coaching uh, from people. And it kind of just spreads everything across everyone a little bit more rather than having like the top couple of people and then like everyone else it just allows I guess like a little bit more um equality as well definitely and it's sort of as you say it's increasing access to resources and like educational resources whether that is educational in terms of like anatomy whether that's educational in terms of nutrition and women's health whether that's education around business and marketing like it's giving people accessible opportunities to um, upskill and educate and learn. Um, and you know, that's going to be the thing that changes the industry because no matter what you're wanting to work on, um, there's an opportunity there for you. Yeah. We hope you're enjoying this episode of the AWPT podcast. I'm Kayla, the founder of AWPT University, and if you're here, you're probably a dedicated fitness professional, personal trainer, or online coach who aspires to create an impact in the women's health and fitness industry through up-leveling your knowledge and skills, servicing your clients to the highest standard, and building a business that changes both you and your clients' lives. 
Because we value your continuous education and want to reward our podcast listeners who are committed to their growth and learning, we want to gift you $200 off our OG AWPT eight-week certification. This comprehensive online course covers women's anatomy and biomechanics, training and programming for women, female-specific nutrition and health, training during pregnancy and postpartum, peri- and postmenopausal considerations, and so much more. Visit www.awptuniversity.com today and use the code AWPTPODCAST, one word and all uppercase, at checkout for $200 off. We've also linked it in the show notes for your convenience. Now, back to the episode. And so I feel like that is a really good segue into the latest course that is coming out, the new short course that's coming out. Um, because obviously that was created with intention in terms of what, uh, we've obviously we've, so we've got course wise, we've got like female specific nutrition for people that are wanting to learn more about nutrition, women's health, hormones, you know, all of that kind of stuff. We've got the women's biomechanics course, which we launched at the start of this year, which is all about anatomy, biomechanics, how to apply that to, you know, up-level your training and programming. Um, and, you know, there's the mentorship, AWPT short course. And then I feel like, I mean, I'd love you to go into sort of what was the inspiration behind the new course that we're coming out with, because I think it was a very organic process in terms of I can't believe that like it's not something that I've done before so um for anyone who's been following for a while like I used to be Kayla Lee physio and so I rebranded the start of this year obviously because I wanted to encapsulate a lot more things within my brand and not just being a physio um but it's really my wheelhouse and it's really essentially like the birth of everything. It was the birth of AWPT. It was the birth of women's anatomy and biomechanics. It was the birth of the mentorship was like allowing coaches to be better educated in terms of anatomy, biomechanics, movement in being able to, um, I guess going back, like, I'm just going to rewind a little bit because in like physio clinic, you know, most people know that I was a physio by trade was the gap between I would educate my clients in every single session individually one by one. And I was finding that the gap was that the people who didn't do well were the ones who didn't do their exercises, the ones who were more sedentary. And eventually like I got fed up of being within that niche and that population. And I went back to more performance-based things, but also seeing the gap between performance-based coaches and then rehab based coaches. And there was this gap between a physio can essentially get clients to a specific point and then they don't know the rest. They like, they don't feel comfortable in programming progressions and things like that. Cause a lot of physio degrees don't actually encapsulate a lot of exercise and sports science and stuff like that, which is what my undergraduate degree was in and like years and years of training myself. And then on the other hand, it's like coaches feel uncomfortable when their clients are injured and they don't know what to do. And it kind of like there's a little bit of a fear around it because obviously they don't want to hurt their clients even more. So essentially what AWPT started with was like bridging that gap between rehab and performance. And so that's where, you know, it was focused more towards coaches, which um, 
you know, coaches I feel have such an impact on their clients. Like if a client gets injured, you're probably the first person they're going to see if you have like a regular slot each week, or if you're online as well, they're going to tell you that they hurt themselves doing something or whether it was doing an exercise or whatever in the gym. And so I feel like <clears throat> they go and do the rehab, but then they they can't get back to the place that they were. So I wanted to bridge that gap between, you know, what coaches are doing because coaches have so much impact and they're also with their clients a lot of the time, they've built trust as well. They are able to do certain things. Like obviously there are things in terms of injuries where they may need to refer out to a physio, to a doctor, things like that. Um, but then also there is so much that just training can do to help and also training and which is literally the women's biomechanics courses training can do to minimize someone's risk of injury. And so a lot of times, you know, you'll hear, you can bulletproof this and you like, there's no such thing as bulletproofing. Like if anyone hears that term on like Instagram or whatever, it is just like a hypey term. You can't prevent an injury, but you can minimize your risk of it. Sometimes injuries just happen. And so knowing what the steps are to get your client back to a point where they can get back to where they were is really important because oftentimes people think that rest is the most important piece. It's like, okay, I'm hurt. I've got to rest in some cases. Yes. But in some cases, rest can actually be the worst thing you can possibly do. And you need to like, just keep moving. And so what I have designed is a short course in injury management. It's called the rehab series where we literally go through each of the major injuries that we do see. So like back pain, neck pain, shoulder pain, hip pain, uh, knee pain, foot and ankle, elbow and uh, wrist, as well as like pelvic floor and chronic pain. And so what this series does is it just makes coaches more aware of certain injuries and how they can help to rehab them, but also when to refer out. So this is going to allow coaches to feel more confident if someone comes in with a certain thing and, you know, there's a whole um, form with it that you can like even give to your clients, get them to fill it out. We have a Facebook community where they're going to be able to ask questions about certain things if they're struggling with a client and a client struggling with an injury, but getting them to know, okay, what's actually going on so that they don't fear it. And so that they know what the next steps are in terms of progressing their rehab. So I really love like, you know, a lot of people think that we need to do certain exercises and things to fix it. But what a lot of people don't realize is that programming is your most important piece here. So like to minimize your risk of injury, programming is one of the most important things that you need to look at. And loading is like how much loading is the person doing? Because you can do exercises and to try and fix something, let's just say it's core and back pain. Like you could do the, all the core work in the world, but unless you're still loading it in a way that is not allowing it to progress or allowing it to heal, then you're still going to be in pain as well. And pain, because we do have like a whole module on pain is not even just physical. So we need to look at other things when we're talking about pain, not just physical, like it can also be you know, your nutrition can affect how much pain you're experiencing. Your mental health can 
can um, affect how much pain you're experiencing, like your nervous system, how stressed you are, how much sleep you're getting, all these types of holistic things that coaches can definitely, definitely address. And coaches can definitely give rehab exercises. There's nothing wrong with that. The only thing they can't do is diagnose an injury. So uh, you can totally have a working hypothesis. Like if a client says, oh, I've got knee pain, knee flexion hurts. It's worse. Like in the morning, it feels quite stiff. And, you know, I pinpoint the pain on my um, patella tendon. It's like, okay, well, like it's probably patellofemoral pain, right? Um, there are certain tests and things that we can do for them. However, as long as you have a working hypothesis, you know what you can do to help progress that. And then, you know, if it's not progressing or I list a lot of the red flags to look out for in certain injuries, like things that clients are saying, if they've got the red flags, then you know to refer out straight away as well. So it takes away that fear of, oh, like just don't do anything um, and allows you to get your clients back to where they were as quick as possible, if not better. And also including exercises within their training session that are not just boring rehab exercises, because I know that clients don't do their rehab exercises because they are so boring. So if a client thinks they're training their tricep, but actually, you know, they're training shoulder stability, they're more likely to do it. And it's going to get them better results anyway, even if they're not injured, because the way that we set up the biomechanics allows for greater performance, allows for greater output within the muscle so that they're going to get better results performance wise anyway, but they're also going to minimize their risk or allow them to get back to training and moving quicker than potentially they would otherwise. Yeah, I love, love, love this new course that we're bringing out. I think it's so beneficial. And if you, those listening, if you listened to last week's episode of the podcast with Emily, who was also a physio, we were talking about a similar kind of thing in terms of injury management, injury prevention, working with physios or exercise physiologists and stuff like that, having that kind of like symbiotic relationship. But one of the things, and so if you haven't listened to that, I would also recommend going back to that one because we do touch on a lot of these topics as well. Um, but one of the things that we talked about was, you know, as coaches and personal trainers, like most of us don't have a physio background, don't have an exercise sports science background like Kayla, like Emily, you know, obviously there are people that do, um, but most of us coming into the industry are probably coming in with a cert three or a cert four and then are trying to learn ways to sort of up level from there. And as we all know, the Cert 3 and Cert 4 is so beyond basic, like at least, you know, depending on who you went through. I know like with the one that I did, I think it maybe had like two seconds on injury and it was more just like, here's your first aid, like make sure you do your first aid kind of thing or like here's how to do CPR, rice start, like all of that kind of stuff. Um, but there was nothing on, you know, certain types of injuries or like common concerns or pain points for clients that you're going to be working with. And so like, as I talked about with Emily last week, the only way really that coaches learn these kind of things is if 
you've been injured yourself and have then had to work with a physio or work with a coach that did know things. So you learned certain exercises. I know that was the case with me in terms of I like experienced some knee pain a few years ago and my coach showed me a few different exercises, which I've then been able to incorporate with clients that present similar kind of symptoms to me. But you know, I've never had a massive shoulder injury or I've never had like, you know, a huge amount of back pain or neck pain or whatever. And so I haven't like had the opportunity to sort of learn how, like, you know, what exercises would be good for that. And so, and the other way, obviously that you would learn is if you are working in partnership with a physio and they are like relaying that kind of information to you, or you have a mentor like me, who does have that expertise that you can call up and be like, Kayla, what do I do? Um, like that kind of stuff. And so I think this course is such an amazing way of bridging that kind of gap and creating a really accessible way for coaches to learn, okay, here are some of the common injuries um, that you may experience as a coach. Obviously anything like beyond that and even in spite of that, like, obviously you can still refer out and probably should in certain instances as well, which Kayla talks about in the course, but like, here are some of the basic injuries. Here are some of the ways that you can, or exercises that you can do to rehab it in the sort of short term, but then also long-term, how can you manage that injury um, or the root cause of that injury, depending on like what's caused it in the first place? what are some exercises and ways that you can apply that in an exercise and gym setting that isn't just sort of, okay, we'll do some banded um, like TheraBand hip extensions for like two weeks and then just hope it doesn't happen again. (laughs) Um, Mm. And yeah, like how can you sort of incorporate that? Which again, I talked about with Emily last week, there is that gap with, physios that they don't necessarily like not all physios train in a gym so they don't necessarily know how to program like an effective gym program and so like what's a client sort of to do if you don't know and the physio doesn't know this Mm. course can teach you that in between point and how to manage it long term which is beneficial for you in terms of your confidence as you say like managing um, injuries and working with clients that are injured but also is going to benefit benefit the client as well. Yeah, 100%. And like the biggest piece, which I think a lot of people miss as well, is the programming and is the progression as well. So, for example, you know, it's kind of easy to avoid the thing that hurts, right? Like, you know, let's just say it's knee pain because like that's a really common one. But, you know, say squatting hurts. It's like, okay, well, we're going to avoid squatting because it hurts your knees. But also then what happens is they avoid any knee flexion. And it's like if we're going to progress the knee to get back to squatting, then we need to have knee flexion. Or they think that knee flexion is bad or like knees over toes is demonized or deadlifts are demonized for your back when actually – they're probably the best exercises that you can do for those things. However, we need to, we need to scale it back. So for example, okay, knee flexion hurts, any knee flexion hurts. All right. 
what is affected by the knee. The hip really affects the knee. So we need to look at what the hips are doing. Okay, we can do some hip exercises, some hip stability exercises to work the stabilizing glutes, even to work the glute max without having to do knee flexion. So we could do some single leg deadlifts. We can do some B stance deadlifts. We can do, you know, even some hip thrusts or something like that. And we're, you know, we're working on the glutes, we're working on the hips. Okay. So now are we able to stabilize enough so that the knees tracking properly? Can we do maybe a little bit of work around the knees? Let's just say, uh, you know, something that's really common is the quads don't get tight, but the hip is unstable. So the quads feel tight um, and that can, can, can create knee pain. So can we, you know, do some rolling through the knee, get a little bit more movement through there? And then can we maybe do like a little quarter rep squat? And that's okay. Okay, let's stick with quarter rep squats for a bit. Okay, what's after quarter rep squats? Okay, maybe we're doing a box squat. So we're going down to that 90 degrees and that's okay for us to go to now, but we can't go any lower. Okay, after a little bit, maybe we can do some, even some split squats or something like that where we're still training the stability of the hip. You know, we've got a little bit of knee flexion happening in there. Okay, now can we push it a little bit further? Can we do something like a full range squat? Can then we go into a front foot elevated split squat where we're actually pushing the knees over toes, um, which is that position that a lot of people get scared of. So it's like, it's, it's looking at the programming and not just avoiding the exercise, not avoiding the knee flexion, because if we avoid the knee flexion, we get more, even more deconditioned in that movement, you know, especially things like backs and deadlifts. It's like, we avoid it, but that can be one of the most, um, you know, stabilizing exercises for it and, and great exercise for core stability, for lats, for like whole body, overall whole body. Um, and then we're not deconditioning from those movements because, you know, yes, in a deadlift, we're not necessarily rounding our back, but then what happens is people get scared to even bend over and pick up something light off the floor. And so they avoid that flexion movement, which, you know, flexion of the spine is not a bad movement. And we start to demonize these certain positions, which no position is necessarily wrong. It's just the amount of time we spend on it. Or, you know, it's just that maybe we didn't stabilize properly on that deadlift before. So we need to learn how to do that properly and, and build back up to being able to do that. Because otherwise we just decondition, we just become immobile. And that's when a lot of like, that's a downhill slope because even like when you're getting into that elderly age, you know, falls happen. And then falls, we know the risk of mortality increases by something like double in the next one to three years. And so, you know, these are some really crazy statistics to look at. And so movement is so important and we don't want to be avoiding movements. Um, that obviously if we've got like a traumatic injury, there are certain things we're going to have to avoid for a certain period of time until we heal. Um, but the body wants to heal itself. So, you know, taking away the things that are aggravating it, but then knowing how to get back to doing it properly so that it's not. Definitely. I, one of the things I love about the AWPT courses in general is that there is such a big focus on 
applied knowledge like it's all very well and good you know in all of the topics whether it's nutrition whether it's biomechanics whether it's injury all of that kind of stuff it's all very well and good to like understand the theory of it but as coaches we are working with people and like to get certain results so we need to know how we can actually apply the information and the theory to real world scenarios of coaching and of programming and of exercise and nutrition and and stuff like that. And I think that's what AWPT does such a great job at and obviously has a big focus on because we understand the importance of it. And so like with this injury prevention short course um, or injury management rehab series, I love that there is not only a focus on, you know, the short-term management injury rehab, you know, side of things, but also breaking down certain injuries in terms of like what could be causing them, what are the different parts of the body that impact the supposed sort of injury that we're looking at, just so that, again, not only is there that increased confidence then for the coach in terms of like having this broader understanding of the body um, that we can then explain the theory to our clients and stuff like that, but also on like a more, not even realistic, but like bringing it down to like the base cause of it. Okay, well, how can we apply this broader knowledge to, okay, I'm here physically with my client. They are pointing out these different types of injuries okay, what can I do with this information? How can I modify certain exercises? And then how can I like restructure my training program to give them the best outcome long-term as well? Yeah. And the benefits of that as well is like, like you said, increased confidence. Cause I feel that's something that I hear a lot is like, I have this imposter syndrome and, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing. And like, I don't know if I'm confident enough in my programming and all that kind of stuff. Like the more like knowledge is power, the more you understand about that, the more confidence you build. And also the more you do it and apply it, the more confidence you'll build, which is why I've included literally like my physio assessment form. Like it's not, you know, as in depth as I might go into. And there's obviously questions missing because it has to be like applied to, you know, every situation um but being able to bring that into the community and being able to have a community of people who are helping you know with these clients the benefits is going to be is number one like you don't lose a client right so like oftentimes it's like oh you're injured or i can't come to the gym but it's like actually you probably need to come to the gym even more like let's just say you know you've hurt your shoulder we can do lower body things like we can get around certain things you know we may even do a little bit of shoulder rehab in the session and uh so you're not losing a client you're not losing revenue number two you get amazing results for your clients like if you get them out of pain like they're going to love you forever but not only that you know you get them to better than they were and feeling better and moving better and more vitality their quality of life increases they're going to want to stay with you they're going to tell everyone about you they're going to refer people to you your reputation increases your revenue increases like it's just an overall win-win situation for everyone so um 
yeah, I'm really excited to, you know, build this community to have this course available um, because I actually don't know of anything kind of like this um, at the moment where it just bridges that gap. Like I know there's rehab courses, I know there's performance-based courses, but like bridging that gap for coaches between rehab and performance, I'm really, really excited uh, for the coaches that are going to be taking on this endeavor because, you know, I'm excited to see just how their confidence and how their revenue and income and everything just improves. Me too. And I think this is such a great way for coaches to have basically like a physio mentor in their pocket kind of type situation, like in the same way that, you know, if one of your one-on-one clients or even myself, you know, has a client come to them and are like, oh, I've got like serratus anterior pain. Like I know I've done this with you before being like, my boyfriend's complaining of having like serratus anterior pain. I don't know what that means. Like what, what should he do kind of thing? They now, coaches like me will now have a place to go to be able to sort of go specifically to certain modules of like, okay, this module's on knee pain. This is what my client has said. And then we can get those answers. And it's like having that physio mentor in your pocket that you can access anytime. Because the great thing about this course as well is that it is recorded. It's in, um, it's evergreen. You'll have access to it forever. Um, so you can have it on standby as, you know, this constant resource to look back on, um, which is amazing. So do you want to tell us when it comes out? Well, I think this podcast is probably coming out next Wednesday. So what's that? It's going to be the 8th of November. So, I mean, tomorrow, (laughs) The ninth? I don't know. Like yeah. we haven't ever really said that. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it'll be available mid-November, which is so so exciting. This will obviously we'll have the links to the waitlist or to the sign up form in the show notes as well, um, with all of the other information. But if this sounds like something that you have been missing from your coaching toolkit, which honestly I think, unless you have a you know, a physio degree in your back pocket is going to be the case for most coaches. Um, This is, yeah, such an amazing opportunity. You'll see that there's also, it's priced so well um, for all of the information that you're going to be getting. Um, And I'm so excited for this new course and this product to get on the market because I think it's going to do amazing, amazing things. Yeah. And I just feel like you know, my, I guess, like superpower is like making things really simple as well. So going through like a five year double degree in exercise and sports science, and then physio, like masters of physiotherapy, so much of it was just so irrelevant. And you were speaking about like, this is applied and it's practical and I can do it. Like I learned most of the things that I know through applying and being practical with it. And so, you know, the the modules are short. It's a short course, so you can refer back to it. It's not like, you know, in-depth of every injury and things like that, um, but it shows you, like, the main ones that you can do. And to be honest, like, it's – I feel like like uni was overcomplicated, and that's why, like, this is super simple for you to go through. Um, you know, it, it tells you the main things that could be going on. Um, and essentially, like – 
once you kind of know the recipe for rehabbing, it's really not that difficult. It's like, let's restore range of motion first. Let's work on stability in that range of motion. And then let's gradually load into, you know, back into performance. And that's all it is. Like it's super simple. So each follows like a really simple structure, each module. Um, and we go through, you know, obviously it's going to be applied differently to each person and their progress. Um, but it's, it's just like breaking it down super, super simple because I don't know, like I paid a hundred thousand dollars for a university degree that like, you know, I, it's good that I have it, but also like it could have been such less time, such less money. Um, and that's essentially what we're doing here at AWPT is like making that more accessible. A hundred percent. So I think that's such a good place to wrap up this episode. So many exciting things coming for 2024. You don't even have to wait until 2024 for this new course. Um, I think as just like a very brief side note in terms of injury management and injury prevention um, or injury risk management, I should say, um, there is always going to be a limit in terms of scope of practice as a coach. So you should never be afraid to refer out. And that's not what this course is about or any of the courses that AWPT offers is not about, you know, making you the world's most educated person that you don't ever have to refer out when your scope of practice sort of hits its limit. But this just allows you to have that base understanding. So you can go as far as you can with the knowledge that you have, you know, whether it's before you refer out or whether it's alongside working with a physio or working with a dietitian, if it's the FSN course and all of that kind of stuff, just so that again, you feel confident in the information and the expertise that you have and that you can offer your client. Um, and then also can have educated discussions with the people that you're working with and with that team of you know referrals that you should all be making basically. A hundred percent. And if anything, it's like knowing when to refer out sooner, because like there are things that I hear people say is like, I don't know, let's just say, oh, um, my leg is numb and like, it feels weak. And like, I walk a bit funny. It's like, okay, like straight away refer out where some people might just be like, okay, like see how it goes. And like, you know, let me know kind of thing. Just leave it, just rest. And it's like, no, like straight away, like hospital doctor, whatever um and so yeah like I don't ever think that knowing more is gonna hinder you in any way definitely not as you said that's something that's covered in the course as well is like what are some red flags for particular symptoms that we as coaches can be looking out for as well like it's not about just sort of having everything to yourself it's yeah knowing when to refer out sooner and yeah how can it just be a win, 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 win situation for literally every single person involved. Um, so thank you, Kayla, so much for coming on. Thank you for creating this amazing course. Um, it's, as I said, going to be out next week. We'll have all of the information in the show notes below this episode. So don't be, or don't, what's the word I'm looking for? Be sure to <laughs> check that out. Um, you definitely don't want to miss out on this course in particular. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the AWPT podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to share it with your friends and fellow coaches and subscribe for weekly episodes and content.